Hey folks, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in tonight. We've got a great episode tonight. We'll be talking with Bernie Berenger. He's an outdoor writer and uh, Minnesota bear hunter. And we'll be asking him about uh, how to hunt for big bears up in Minnesota. But before we get into that, let's talk about the partners of this podcast. Uh, the Bear Hunting Podcast is partnered with Bear Hunting Magazine. Our guest, Bernie Berenger, is actually a writer for Bear Hunting Magazine. So if you want to hear more about uh, some of Bernie's stuff, uh, check out Bear Hunting Magazine. Go subscribe to them or watch them on Bear Horizons, their TV show. And uh, when you do, enter the promo code BHP to get $5 off a subscription to the magazine, which is already at a really, really great rate. So check that out. The Bear Hunting Podcast is also partnered with Batum 907 Bear Attractants out of Alaska. Uh, if you're looking for some quality bear attractants uh, and all kinds of flavors from blueberry, they've got cherry, uh, they've got this stuff called Nasty Boar, which uh, it calls in uh, either is really great for grizzly bears or uh, um, like big black bear boars or whatever. Um, they got all kinds of stuff like that and uh, attractant sprays and ground covers and that sort of thing. So uh, check them out at uh, Batum907.com. Now lastly, before we get into this episode, um, if you could do me a favor, um, if you're liking this podcast and getting a lot out of it, please share this podcast on uh, any social media pages that uh, you use. Uh, the Bear Hunting Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. So share those pages, um, like them, invite your friends to like the Facebook page, share the episodes, whatever you want to do to uh, get the word out about this podcast. It would be greatly appreciated. So... And uh, lastly, if you have any questions or comments, please, you can send them to me at um, bearhuntingpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I'd personally read, respond, and uh, try to follow up with all the questions I get. And um, your questions oftentimes make their way into these episodes. So if you've got a question that you want answered, uh, just fire away an email to me and I'll uh, try to get a good answer for you. So, all right, thanks and on to the episode. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. On the line today, I've got Bernie Berenger. He's an outdoor writer, bear hunting author, and uh, pretty much just a bear hunting expert. So uh, with Minnesota bear tags having come out just the past few days or whatever, I um, thought he'd be a great guy to bring along. And uh, so how you doing, Bernie? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm a little bummed that I didn't draw a bear tag for Minnesota again this year, but <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got four points now for zone 45. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Yep. That's, wow. What's it, what's, how many points is it taken now? I, over four. Well, I, I, I know some people who drew with four and five points. Um, it, it's, it's, we've had an issue with points creep in zone 45 where more and more people are flying and then they have dropped a number of tags. And so mm -hmm. it's, you know, every year it gets harder and harder to get a tag. It, you know, if they don't start increasing the numbers of tags, in this area we're going to be up to five six seven points within a few years so oh, wow. it's it's pretty frustrating especially since there's just a lot of bears around right now but yeah. it's a huge area yeah. uh, zone 45 runs all the way from Bacchus clear to st cloud and uh, some areas are, are just swarming with bears and other areas are pretty limited so um you know i, I really think they need to uh to make some changes in that and maybe split the area in half or put some of it in the no quota or something. There, there's been talk. We'll see. 
Yeah, yep. Yeah, I, I've noticed, Um, you know, when I first, because I, I just drew my first Minnesota tag for Zone 25, and, um, mm-hmm. and when I first started applying, you know, there was, I think that was the first year they really cut tags, and I was like, oh man, what happened? Because <laughs> I thought I'd draw with a point or two, you know, and uh, um, I was surprised when else, and I was like, oh, they like cut the tags in half, so... But that's all right. So um, it seems like last year there was like a 57% success rate for that zone. So I was like, whoa. But, yeah, there uh, was a, a failure of natural foods in the northern parts of Minnesota. So the success rate statewide was pretty high, and especially up in that area, mm-hmm. um, it was real high. And that's that's why they didn't increase the tags in some of the zones and even decreased them in some others. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, every year does does it do natural foods really play that big a role in success rates in Minnesota? Because it seems like it does. I would say it's probably the biggest thing. Um, it, it's just really hard to get bears consistently coming to your bait if there's a lot of natural foods out there. And and uh, you know, in the northern parts of the state, that's that's hazelnuts are are some of the the biggest culprits. Uh, you know, around here. Um, you know, the Brainerd, Pine River, Bacchus area that I bear hunt primarily, mm-hmm. this is a, a lot of oaks here. So acorns, and boy, they drop right at the 1st of September, it seems like, too. And yeah. boy, you get your baits just being pounded, and then all of a sudden, two days mm-hmm. before the season, you're like, what in the world happened, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and exactly. And a lot of it's the natural foods, those oaks, and then um, a lot of it's the bait that you're using, too. And I can talk more about that, but... A lot yeah. of us make mis. I made mistakes for years. Not, you know, I couldn't figure out why I was losing my bears right before the season, mm-hmm. and I discovered that it was primarily the bait I was using. Yeah. What? Uh, so, what do you mean by that? What? Uh, what bait are you preferring to use then? Well, I I use pastries uh, a lot, mm-hmm. and um, I have access to them, and they're really good for filling up the bears. And ideally, you know, if you got your bait in a great location. Um, mm-hmm. You want a, a big bear to come in and fill up his gut and then go sleep it off somewhere nearby so when he's hungry again, he's close to your bait. Yeah. Um, it's pretty competitive, you know, in a lot of these areas. There's other baits within a mile or two of mine in most cases, and so you just don't want to lose your bear. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you, if you got bears coming, you got to make sure that you're giving them something that's really good and that they'll eat a lot of. Yeah. And they're putting on twenty to 25,000 calories a day typically, so... Um, you know, you want them to fill up and, and, and stay close. The issue with feeding straight pastries, which is what I did for many years, mm-hmm. is that uh, you can over-sugar the bears. And they, after, you know, you got about two weeks in Minnesota from the time you start baiting until the season opens. And yeah. if you start, um, by, by, the, by the time of 10 days to 13 days goes by, Pretty soon these bears are like, oh, my goodness, that's a lot. You know, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. like if you've ever felt after Thanksgiving giving dinner like you couldn't eat a piece of pie if you had to. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the way I think these bears feel, and I've learned that. Um, some bears will really just, you know, they'll dig through the pastries to get to the beef scraps, for example. And other bears, they don't care for candy hardly at all. The, mm-hmm. You know, others will prefer the candy. Pastries just seem to appeal to all bears. But mm-hmm. if that's all you feed them, it just gets to be too much sugar, and you mm-hmm. start to lose them uh, because they're they they just need to supplement their diet with more natural type foods. Okay. Yep. 
um so what do you use for natural foods then i have gone to using a lot more trail mix than i ever used to use in the past and um trail mix gives you several advantages number one it mimics the natural foods because you got cashews and almonds and you know sometimes peanuts but it's also got some sweets in there a lot of it has dried fruits and things like that which they really like Mm -hmm. and uh you know i'll mix in some apples and and things like that whenever i can get them Mm-hmm. Um, and the other advantage of trail mix is that when these acorns drop or the hazelnuts are available to them, uh, you'll find that the trail mix will hold them a little bit better. It's just really hard to compete with the foods that they're genetically programmed to eat. You know, um, yeah. they're trying to, they're, 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 they need carbohydrates to put on fat for the winter and the acorns and hazelnuts are just loaded with carbohydrates. So, you know, yeah. this is, this is their natural food source and you're competing against that mm-hmm. um, but if you can give them some uh, the uh, the trail mix you know it's weatherproof for one thing so if it sits there for a, for a few days then when the bears do come back it's still good yeah um, you know there's a lot of things that you know people have said well popcorn works well as soon as you get a rain on your popcorn your popcorn's nothing you know it's pretty much yeah. gone and and uh, so when, if you lose your bears for two or three days while they're, they're off eating acorns and stuff like that, when they do come back, they get rewarded, they get something good. Yep. And uh, as they start to get the acorns cleaned up, you know, squirrels are eating them, deer are eating them, mm-hmm. and they, um, you know, they start to get picked through, and pretty soon the bears start to come back. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> That's cool. Yeah, I see. Um, I hunt up in the UP of Michigan mostly, and acorns are the biggest things here. We don't really have a whole lot of hazelnuts, but um, I, the, I use the same thing. I, I found that especially once the acorns start dropping, it seems like the trail mix seems to hold them the best. I mean, and it depends on the year. Some years they'll they'll still come into whatever, but um, there was one year in particular where I was just baiting with uh, like a granola kind of thing and some bread. And, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, it was like right in the middle of September. Cause that's about our, our acorns start to drop up here middle of September, um, mm-hmm. give or take, you know? And, um, there was, uh, was like the middle of September, the bait started to go, you know, they, they were starting to go a little nocturnal and, uh, and I was like, Oh, so I, I got some, uh, it wasn't totally trail mix. I think it was just peanuts. And I started to put those out, and I mean, like, clockwork, all of a sudden they just start hitting, you know, in the daytime again, and, and you know, so I've, I found the same thing up yeah. here, but um, that's cool. Yeah, and I and I cover this in a lot more detail in my book and, and my DVD, but the, that, uh, I, I use more trail mix than I ever have in the past, and, and I I just feel like it, uh, you know, it, it, you got to buy it. It's fairly expensive compared yeah. to some of the other stuff. Yes. Um, but it's just hard to beat it for, you know, if you're going to only draw a tag every few years, mm-hmm. you want to get a bear. And so you're going to spend a little extra money and get the quality bait that you need. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> That's cool. No, about what time do hazelnuts start dropping up there? Well, they don't really drop, do they? They just kind of, um, grow on the bush. Well, the bears will actually, yeah. And they, they do drop some, the bears will actually climb the trees and shake them out and even mm-hmm. they'll cr- climb out and break the limbs off, you know, to get, get to them. And, mm-hmm. uh, they're, you know, they're, they're usually in right around, uh, that first couple of weeks of September, uh, okay. is when they're at their peak is just same as the acorns. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. <clears throat> That's cool. Yeah. I was, um, uh, this last weekend, um, cause I, I drew, a, I did a party application with my buddy up 
up in Minnesota and, um, <clears throat> we, uh, we went up scouting, um, for bears in our, our area last weekend and we found some hazelnuts there, but there wasn't a lot where we were at, but we were pretty far North. So, mm-hmm. but, um, that's cool. I mean, they were obviously right, but we found the actual bushes. So, but that's cool. Do you ever, um, try to set up near your bait site near food sources like that, like hazelnuts or acorns? <clears throat> Uh, you know, I don't know that setting up near a food source is nearly as important as setting up near water. And okay. uh, that, to me, is really critical. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, bears need a lot of water. It's hot. You know, yeah. let's face it, you're going to be hunting, you know, you're you're baiting bears the end of August and um, into 1st of September. And it's hot. And also, these bears are consuming a huge amount of calories, and it takes a lot of water to help them digest it. So, yeah. They're going to be in water and around water, laying in the water. They're practically water animals that time of the year. They're just, they have to be around water. Right. And um, that's really, really key. And it's just it one of the things about 15 years ago that just occurred to me when a bear walked into my bait when it was just, I was almost to get down out of my stand. Mm-hmm. It's just too dark to shoot. And I realized that that bear, um, if I was closer to the swamp that he was laying in, would have mm-hmm. been there 10 minutes earlier. Okay. And I just went, well, wait, if you're right, it, the closer you are to water, when that, the sun hits the top of the trees and those bigger bears, they'll stand up and stretch and sun's going down mm-hmm. and they're going to go walk to your bait and they're going to take their time. Well, it just stands to reason that the closer your bait is to the water, the more likely they are to get there before dark. And that's such a simple concept, but I overlooked it for years. And um, it, it just, when I started putting baits really within a hundred yards of water, whenever I can, Mm-hmm. Um, those bears will, they'll, they'll leave the bait and head for that water. They'll spend the day there and then they'll be back, uh, uh you know, in that last half hour, that's when the bigger ones show up. You, you know, I, I don't mind seeing bears two hours before dark, but those typically aren't the bears you want to shoot unless you're just out there to kill your first bear, you know? Right. Exactly. That's cool. Is there a, perf- a particular water source you try to key on, like a swamp or creek, or what do you prefer? It doesn't really matter much. It's just something that they can get laid down in, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that they can drink. And um, it, it can't be rancid water, of course, but it doesn't have yeah. to be very clean water. Yeah. They drink about anything, and uh, creeks are good. You know, if you start seeing bears, and I got this on my DVD too, I got a great big bear walking into my bait and he's soaking wet. Mm-hmm. He just literally just came out of the water and walked to the bait. When you start seeing that, you know, you're spot on. And that bear came just, all he did was come out of a creek. Right. So. <clears throat> didn't even have time to dry that's cool right. and um and for those listening um i'm gonna have the in the description of this podcast i'll have links to uh bernie's uh dvd and books and everything so um but we'll, we'll talk about we'll we'll make sure we cover all that in just a minute here um sure do you have any other preferences for like stand location other than near water like um what kind of wind do you prefer to haunt i guess i'm not that concerned about wind direction uh i, I, mean, I will use wind direction when i can mm-hmm. it has about the same value to me as putting the sun at my back if i can okay and um uh you know but i want a lot of cover behind me and the thing with bears especially the mature bears they pretty much know that you're around mm-hmm. um and they're you know people start out deer hunting it seems like and then they become bear hunters so they sort of yeah see bear behavior and they they compare it to deer hunting so 
a deer, if he sees or smells a human, he's a predator. He's a prey species. So he has to, he bolts, you know, mm-hmm. where a bear might look around and it, because he's a predator and he doesn't live on the edge of panic all the time, yeah. he might see you in the stand or he might, um, you know, he might wind you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't mean you can ignore scent control or anything like that, yeah. but you, you want to try to reduce your scent as much as possible. But the the key to the stand location is uh, the wind is not as critical as it is with other species. And I would say if you're picking a spot for, for your actual bait site, mm-hmm. thick cover is the most important factor aside from the water. Okay. And, um, you know, the bears don't like to walk across open areas in the daylight. So mm-hmm. if you got like a forest that's canopied and there isn't a lot of ground cover, mm-hmm. uh, they'll go around that or avoid that area during daylight. So if you can give them a corridor of thick cover for to get from where they're bedding during the day to the bait, there's much more likelihood you're going to get them there before dark. Okay. <clears throat> that's good stuff. So going back to bait here, I guess, how how often do you bait then? Um, do you do you like to do small small amounts frequently or large amounts like once a week or something like that? Well, it it depends on how much competition I have around me because the key to it that I really I really believe this is important is just always having bait there when the bear shows up. Okay. Um. So if if you've got other people baiting around you that means you probably have to bait more often Mm -hmm. um and if you're in an area where you don't have much competition and you want to put 300 pounds of bait out in a big crib and check it on the weekends i've done that in fact Mm -hmm. i've done that in zone 25 where you're talking about it's three hours from my house but i've hunted in that zone it's an excellent zone Mm -hmm. and uh the uh you know and i just baited on the weekends and uh so that can be done but in these in the state forests and things like that um, where there's a lot of baiters, you, you have to bait a little more frequently. I'd rather not leave that much scent and human intrusion. I hate bumping a bear off a of bait because yeah. they're so, the bigger ones, you know, if you scare a bear off a of bait, you might not see them in the daylight again for the rest of the season. It's not like Canada where you can spook a bear off the bait and climb in your stand 15 minutes later, he walks back in, you know, mm-hmm. it's completely different here in Minnesota right. than it is up there. Yep, exactly. That's so, you know, people talk about reducing the amount of bait and stuff like that to try to create competition. And I've just yeah. never found for me that that really works. Now, I mean, I respect there's bear hunters who I respect who believe that they start cutting back on the bait and hopes to create competition to bring the bears in earlier, right mm-hmm. before they start hunting. But for me, that's just never worked because I just, I'm afraid that I'm going to lose that bear and, yeah. you, you know, you're trying to manipulate bear behavior, forget it. They, they just do what they want to do. And <laughs> you just can't, you just can't manipulate them. I mean, you can train them, uh, yeah. you, you know, that's different. I mean, it's kind of two different concepts because you have like the, um, the logic aspect of things, the ability to reason, which only humans have. And yeah. then you got cognitive thinking, which is, um, you know, learning. And so you, I mean, you can bang a bucket on a stump. Mm-hmm. and have bears walk in 15 minutes later but to try to actually you know have a bear reason that oh there's less bait so i got to get there earlier it's just it doesn't work it, it's never worked for me it's yeah. been counterproductive every time i've tried it right <clears throat> yeah I, personally i've seen if if the bait runs out i lose bears 
Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's not to say they don't come back eventually, but I've never seen where if the bait runs out, um, you know, for if, if you start putting especially little amounts of bait and there's not, you know, food there for most of the day or something, it just it I've lost a lot of bears that way. So, and that's yeah, even, like me trying, like that's by be... accident, you know, that's like for me, like, yeah. you know, accidentally going, oh, there was, uh, you know, I only need five gallons and all of a sudden, you know, five bears show up and clean it out in a couple hours. Whoops. Well, only two of those bears came back the next day, you know? Yeah. So. Excuse me. Oh, you're okay. But, you know, it's not, yeah, it's not like the bear is going to be standing there waiting, going, hey, come on, where's the bait? You know, yeah, he's, yeah, he's exactly. off to somebody else's bait. That's where he's at. Yep, exactly. Yep, or natural food or whatever. <clears throat> yep. Oh, cool. <clears throat> so, then, you know, Wisconsin, <laughs> for example, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but no, 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 in you're Wisconsin, good. you can uh, you can use two five-gallon buckets full of bait. Yep. So they have to bait more often. They can't go put 300 pounds of bait out there. they got to pretty much, if they got multiple bears on their baits, they can pretty much have to bait every day or every other day. Yeah, yep, exactly, yep. And they kill some big bears. Yeah, yep, that's for sure. And I wonder, you know, especially if, because their baiting season starts April 15th, I think? It's in April Yeah, it's early. They can can bait all summer. Yep, and so I think think if you've got a long bait bait season like that, and you can bait every day, every other day, and there's always food there, I think the bears eventually will figure out, you know, if they come back, there's going to be food eventually, you know. But... Yeah, and I think they, they'll keep checking back on yeah. those situations. And, in fact, you know, they remember these bait sites from year to year. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've done seminars in Wisconsin where people wait 10 years between tags. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I had one guy ask me in a seminar, I think I'm going to draw a tag next year. When do you think I should start baiting? I said, right now. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, you might as well get a bait station going and imprint that station on some bears this year. Yeah. There's nothing you know, there's nothing that stops you from putting bear food out there. Yep. Um, and then, you know, then you've got a better bait because a good bait site location gets better every year, year mm-hmm. after year. I've got one literally that I, I'm, I, don't, I don't have a tag, but I'm feeding bears there right now. Mm-hmm. I've got 20 to 25 bears hitting that bait wow. consistently. Yep. And big bears, big males in there. And wow. right now they're breeding. The, that's mm-hmm. the, it's, they're in heat. So, the big suckers are come cruising through and they they're rubbing on a rubbing tree. I got a video on YouTube of a bunch of big bears uh, with their back scratching on a rubbing tree right now. And, uh, it's, yeah. So the, the, it just keep getting better and better every year. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. I've got this, you know, I, I tend to hunt around a little bit, but I've got this one spot I keep going back to and I've only taken one year off of it, uh, off hunting it. But, uh, it's, Every year, it just gets better and better. I mean, there's always bears there, and they find it. I mean, there's bears, like, waiting for the bait to be there come opening day of baiting yeah. season. It's funny. So, but Yeah, well, you, if you think about it, you know, you're imprinting the, the cubs. The sows mm-hmm. with cubs come in there, yep. and year after year, you know, the, the, it just becomes a hub of activity for that area for all the bears, and, yep. and they'll just keep checking it. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, you think about it, the bears would know what trees drop acorns or hazelnuts. You know, why wouldn't they remember where there was food in the hole, you know? So, but survival thing. Cool. Well, we're a little backwards with this. I wanted to jump right into it, but uh, (laughs) um, tell me a little bit about your, um, how you got into bear hunting, Bernie. 
Well, interestingly, you know, I lived in Iowa and I was, uh, you know, a whitetail bow hunter from, I started bow hunting in 1973 for whitetails and um, always was fascinated by bears. And uh, I just uh, decided to book a bear hunt in Minnesota. And I thought I would shoot a bear with my bow and, and I would have a bear rug and I would check that off my list and just move on to the next thing. Uh-huh. And uh, it didn't exactly work out that way. <laughs> I sort of got a flaming addiction, I guess. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually moved up into Minnesota in 2001 mm-hmm. and uh, started doing all my own baiting for myself. And back then you could draw a tag uh, pretty much every year. My okay. kids all killed bears on my bait and my wife um bait, hunted on my bait and i had friends i had buddies that i was so addicted to to the just the fun of bear baiting and when you know at first we were using trail cameras that were film cameras but when the digital cameras came out oh my goodness it just changed everything it really you know it, it's that just become a sport in itself too Brave. so uh, you know i've i've been i've killed 23 bears with a bow myself and i've been in on probably about that many more with friends and family that I baited for. Oh, and, cool. uh, I've, yeah, I've also, uh, you know, uh, some of those bears were outfitted. Um, I've, I've hunted bears from Idaho and British Columbia all the way to Maine and just about everywhere in between. So, wow. um, you know, I've got preference points in Wisconsin and Michigan right now, and mm-hmm. I've hunted all across Canada. So, uh, you know, as I was managing editor for Bear Hunting Magazine, oh. hunting magazine each issue, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know that, that that provided me a lot of opportunities to hunt with outfitters. So I learned a lot from outfitters too, not just not just my own experiences, but I you know I compared them with what the outfitters were doing, and mm-hmm. I really picked a lot of brains over the years, and and just learned so much about it that uh, you know there, I knew there came a time when I had to write a book on it. Then I ended up doing a DVD also. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Very cool. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, what I guess what is your uh, what is your DVD cover? Well, the DVD is called How to Bait Big Bears, and uh, it's available on my website and Amazon and uh, eBay and so forth. It's uh, uh, just baiting strategies primarily. You know, a lot of the stuff that we've talked about here today, and just in a lot more detail, and also that's got the visual to it. You know, you can see these things, and then there's eight hunts on it. Uh, mm-hmm. several of mine plus uh you know friends and and so forth that that i videotaped and mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of buddies that provided me with some footage and so forth so there's eight hunts and then there's about an hour and a half of uh it's not dry instructional footage it's really um you know it's just a lot of you see a lot of bears and you see a lot of bear scenery bear baiting and so forth so it's done really well. I mean, I, you know, when I wrote a book first three years ago, I wrote the book, how, uh, the bear baiters manual and, mm-hmm. and, uh, the, the printer company that printed the book for me is like, wow, this is a pretty tight niche. You think you can sell a thousand of these? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, but here we go. You know, <laughs> yes, so exactly. I, I started out with a thousand of them and they did, they've done really well. So, um, and you know, and then the DVD just kind of supplements it. There's not a lot of overlap of information, but some people tend to be more visual and other people enjoy holding the book and, mm-hmm. and reading. So there's something for everybody. And uh, it's shocking to me how many people just buy both, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So I think bear hunting seems to be growing, especially now. Um, I don't know if it's what, what sort of is getting it going. I don't know if it's just being brought to light by popular media or what, but uh, it's good to have stuff like that out there. So, 
cool. Yeah, I think it is growing, and part of it's the fact that, you know, bear populations are growing across the United States. I think there's five states in the last 10 years that have added bear hunts yeah. uh, because of, of growing bear populations, and then there's more interest in bear hunting. I think, the you know, the online videos and things like that, and, you know, like what you're doing, mm-hmm. there's probably people listening to this that go, yeah, I kind of always wanted to bear hunt, but I don't know where to start. Well, Right. You got a pretty good starting point right now, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, I, you know, go apply for a tag and just wait like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's crazy some of the places you can bear hunt too. I mean, places like New Jersey, not Florida this year, but in the past Florida. I mean, there's a lot of places with bear seasons. So. Yeah, there is. So, cool. Good deal. Um, so. How about what is your best Minnesota bear hunting story? Um, oh boy, I've got some good ones. <laughs> I, I think the one of the most exciting ones was with my twelve year old son mm-hmm. shot his first bear. And uh um you know, that was I think just so enjoyable to see him shoot his first bear because he he uh the first time he had a bear walk right under his stand, he's in a ladder stand and I'm uh, in a hang on stand right above him and just off to his left. So I'm, I'm videoing mm-hmm. and uh, the bear actually walked in on the trail that we came in, which really surprised me. I was expecting him to come from the other direction mm-hmm. and he walked between he, my, my son, he's 12 years old. Imagine this. He's sitting in there reading a book and uh-huh. also he looks down between his knees and there's a bear between the ladder and the tree that he's sitting in. And uh, so he, he like kind of gasped, you know, well the bear heard it and it took off. <laughs> so we were so disappointed, you know, so then, then later we were in a different stand mm-hmm. and, um, um, and I'm videoing and I had taken and dumped a bucket of bait in and then I took and about 20 yards away and hit a, hit the bucket behind the bush where I didn't think the bear would come to it. Well, the bear walks into the bait. First thing he does is walk up to that bucket. I don't, you know, he couldn't even have seen it. I don't know how he knew it was there, but he walked up, sniffed the bucket, then turned around and walked back. And I, um, I, told my son i said okay i said get ready to draw your bow and all of a sudden zip, the arrow just went through the bear <laughs> turned broadside it's like wham and then yeah he's like man he he didn't have to be told what to do and uh, that bear piled up about 40 yards away and that was that was a ball that was that's that's really cool that's awesome. um you know my uh, i've had other of my kids kill bears too my daughter shot one and uh um that that's another story uh, probably the spookiest story that I, I, I've got, I've, I don't have time to tell too many, but I got to tell you one about a bear that <laughs> okay. I, a huge bear that came in right at last light. And, mm. uh, I shot a little bit low and I thought I, you know, I had really good blood trail. Mm. And, um, so I went about a hundred yards and then I realized that the bear, it, it wasn't hard shot like I thought but mm-hmm. I still had a really good blood trail. So I, I went home and this is quite a few years ago. My two youngest boys were like 10 and 12 at the time. And my wife wanted to come along and track the bear. And then her, her friend wanted to come along. So next thing you know, we got, we got me and 10 and 12 year old boy and two women. And we're going through the woods following this blood trail at probably 10 o'clock at night by now. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, pretty soon it just gets thicker and thicker. And next thing you know, I'm, I got a shotgun with slugs in it, but mm-hmm. I'm crawling through this tunnel of um, bushes, you know, just like crawling through this tunnel, pushing a shotgun ahead of me. 
Mm-hmm. And my boys are like right on my heels and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, this is not the brightest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, we got to get out of here. And we came back the next morning. Unfortunately, we never did find a bear. And it was just a flesh wound in the brisket, which was good, I guess. But because yeah. uh, I ended up seeing that bear um, at the bait again, but he never came back in the daylight, of course. Yeah, but uh, that was that was one of those points where I went, you know, I I I got to be smarter than this, you know. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I can't imagine coming face to face with a bear in that scenario either, especially if you can't yeah. turn around or anything. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's funny. So. Bears in the dark. So, yeah, I got lots of stories. If you ever want to spend an evening around a campfire and talk bear stories, I got plenty of them. Awesome. (laughs) I might have to take you up on that. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, I love baited bears, too. In fact, you know, a lot of people don't understand how hunting bears over bait is so exciting. And, um, you know, you just, poof, there's a bear in front of you because you're hunting in thick cover. And they, they think you just throw a pile of donuts out and shoot a bear, and it's, it's just not like that at all. It's difficult to get a good quality bear. Yep. Um, but I also have been on a couple of hound hunts, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's different. It's, it's fun. It's pretty yeah. athletic. Yeah. Um, um, but you know, it, the, the chaos and the barking and stuff like that just really wasn't for me. I like more the, uh, you know, the solitude of the, of the baited mm-hmm. hunts. Uh, I was on a spot and stock hunt, um, in British Columbia, which was, fantastic experience i i ended up shooting the 42nd bear i saw on that hunt wow but, um i i mean <laughs> i i could have ended that hunt a dozen times if i'd have been carrying a rifle but with a bow it's a pretty it's pretty hard yeah and yeah. uh so but i i did come home with a bear and so uh that was that was a lot of fun too that's cool out of, out of all the places you've hunted where's your favorite place to bear hunt i love the duck mountains of manitoba Um, it's color, color phase bears, big bears. Mm -hmm. Um, I consistently go up there. I like the spring hunts up there. I've killed bigger bears in the fall up there. Mm -hmm. Um, I've killed a Boone and Crockett bear there. I've killed a 500 pound bear Mm -hmm. up there. Um, you know, I've killed chocolates and I'm still trying to get a blonde bear, uh, to complete all four color phases. I've killed the other, I've, I've killed cinnamon chocolates and blacks. And I'm trying to find a blonde to, I, I call it the grand slam of color face bears. And it's just, That's it's something cool. personal that I, that I, that I want to accomplish, you know, yeah. but I love the duck mountains and be, just because of numbers of bears, you know, this, um, May 1st this year, I went up there again and, uh, hunted for, uh, I guess the fifth day I shot, uh, about a, a 350 pound chocolate. That was just a gorgeous, big, mature bear poking young head on him. And, and I think I saw 34 bears on that trip. So, mm-hmm. um, that's just, that's just what it's like when you go up, up there, it's Baldy mountain outfitters. It's the guy that I'm going with up there, but it, okay. that whole area is really, really good. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I've been following your quest for a blonde bear for a couple of years now. So I first saw you on yeah. bear horizons. Uh, I think it was, three years ago or something like that but uh sure yeah that's and (laughs) yeah that was that three three years ago was the was i I had that blonde bear in front of me twice on that same bait and never got a shot either time yeah and uh that that has haunted me because (laughs) there was a couple of points there i thought you know i could have got a shot in Mm -hmm. but when you're hunting over bait you you usually have time to really get the shot you want instead of kind of rushing things 
Yeah. And man, I've paid for that because here I've three <laughs> years I'm still trying to get that blonde bear. Right. Exactly. Holy smokes. <laughs> That's awesome. So <laughs> well cool. Very cool. <laughs> oh man. Well, awesome. Well, I know we're running close to time here, Bernie. Um, do you have any closing thoughts or anything like that or anything else you want to talk about? No, I would just uh, really encourage people um, to, uh, you know, to learn learn the bears um, and pay attention to exactly the types of things that they're doing. A lot of times we, we kind of think it's easy to just bait bears and people will shoot a 125 pound bear and the average size bear shot in Minnesota is 125 pounds. Yeah. That's a two or three year old bear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you really, if you really want to shoot a big bear, you can, you just have to do things differently than you do with those little bears. You got to be more intentional about where you're putting your baits, about how you're baiting it, about the types, the quality bait, use quality bait and lots of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just, you know, put the time in to really do it right. And, um, you know, if you shoot a bear, uh, two hours before dark, that's 180 pounds. You, you really don't know if a 300 pounder that has never been seen on your camera is going to walk in in the last 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you got to be patient. And, but I just really encourage people to learn the sport and, and, uh, you know, learn to, do things really well instead of just, you know, going out there and shooting the first bear. I mean, if you're just looking for a meat bear, fine, but, uh, most of us, uh, at some point want to take it to another level. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Good stuff. So, well, cool. That's great. Well, I really appreciate you coming on Bernie. Um, just wealth of knowledge here and, um, Really appreciate it, and uh, I will, for everybody, I will post all the links to Bernie's stuff um, in the description of this podcast, and um, I'll have to have you back on again, yeah, if Bernie. I can, this is great. Go ahead. Yeah, we, we can probably do that. I just, I just uh, a couple things that are easy for people to find. My website's BernieOutdoors.com, um, and they can also like Bernie Berenger on Facebook or whatever, mm-hmm. but BernieOutdoors.com, you can, you can get the videos there, and then my my uh, YouTube channel is bow hunting road. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like the traveling bow hunter. And so there's deer hunting videos on there and stuff too, how to stuff, but there's tons of bear stuff. Probably. I mean, there's over a hundred videos on there. A lot of them are bear hunts and how to, how to hunt bear stuff. So if they go to YouTube and go to bow hunting road, they'll find a, uh, they'll probably stay up way too late tonight watching it. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yep. I can personally vouch. I've, I've watched, I, I know I haven't watched all hundred videos, but I'm making my way through them slowly. <laughs> all right. So. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, man. Yeah, no, really appreciate you coming on, Bernie. So it's been great and uh, really appreciate it. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. See ya.